fresh ingredients, healthy options, and award-winning recipes equals delicious meals. This isn't your mom and dad's school lunch menu. What Gwinnett County Public Schools is cooking, why it tastes so good, and retiring old and outdated thinking about school lunches. All that's next on Teaching Gwinnett. Hello, friends. Welcome to Teaching Gwinnett, a Gwinnett County Public Schools podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Watson. And look, before we go any further, I have to warn you, this episode is about food. And we're not just talking regular food. We're going to be talking about delicious gourmet style food. So, hey, don't blame me if you get hungry listening to this podcast. You've been warned. And here's the other thing that may surprise you. The food? No, no, no. The cuisine that we're going to talk about is only on sale in our school lunchrooms. Now, look, I get it. I know some of you out there are probably saying, oh, please, this guy has lost his mind. You can't get good food in the school lunchroom. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Despite what my wife and 17-year-old daughter may say sometimes, I'm not crazy. Gwinnett County Public Schools does cook up great food every single day, classes and session. But hey, don't take my word for it. Listen to the expert, Karen Halford. She's the director of our school nutrition program, and she dropped by to discuss all things school lunch related. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bernard. Look, I'm going to start off the show by being 100% real with you. I have to admit, I was blown away the first time I went to a school lunchroom and saw what was being offered. It was certainly not the lunch menu I had growing up. Certainly, school food has come a long way. Um, in Gwinnett, we think of ourselves in school nutrition as a restaurant establishment. So we have 135 locations. Um, and that's the number of schools that we have full production kitchens in, and we serve breakfast and lunch every day of the school year. Um, and we work to earn our customers just like a quick serve restaurant would. So this means that we need restaurant inspired items and we need lots of options for all of our students. Restaurant inspired items. Mm -hmm. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, we are held to some regulations that restaurants are not. So our food has to be healthy. Our meals have to be well balanced. But we know that kids don't have to eat with us. So it's got to be delicious. It's got to be beautiful. It's got to be cooked well. So all of those expectations um, that a restaurant has, we have as well with our customers um, with that behind the scenes nutrition regulations um, that we're held to. Um, so it's delicious and it's nutritious. And you have a trained chef on staff too, right? We do. So we have a district chef um, who works with all of our schools, um, with all of our managers, with our field team to make sure that everybody is executing the menu just as we've envisioned. I know for sure we didn't have a trained chef in the school district I was in. So is this new? Do a lot of other school districts have trained chefs on staff? More and more these days, um, it's so important. You know, I'm a registered dietitian, so I don't have that culinary background. I know what's healthy and what we should eat, but I don't have that culinary expertise. Um, so we are probably a little ahead of the curve in Gwinnett, um, per usual. And so we've had our district chef on staff for about 10 years now. Um, but you will see more and more districts these days hiring that position because it's so important. So I guess that explains partly why the food is so good because you got a chef back there helping to come up with the recipes, right? Exactly. So her job is to come up with compliant menu items that are delicious. 
Okay. Now, look, I know you and Ken Yant, the executive director of School Nutrition, are not the toot-your-own-horn types, but I think it's important that people know that your department is well-respected as well in the school nutrition space. Under Mr. Yant's leadership, School Nutrition has racked up quite a few awards and accolades. Yep, yep, we sure have. In particular, our farm-to-school program. So we've had a farm-to-school program for quite some time, again, you know, 11 or 12 years um, but it's an award-winning program and we work so much local produce into our menus, um, monthly highlights. Um, so we've been recognized multiple times for that effort. Um, but then also around our innovation and our, um, our, our, our leadership around school nutrition, um, just, you know, in Gwinnett, we're always willing to step outside the box and do things that maybe people haven't thought of or that are afraid to do. So we've definitely got some recognition um, and we want to represent our district in the best you know, possible way, um, which is why, yeah, we do the work that we do. Now, is it hard to find and produce good, healthy food that kids actually want to eat? We have a lot of fun with it. So although it can be a challenge at times to meet some of those um, USDA regulations, um, we really enjoy what we do. Um, you know, we really found that kids want to eat healthy. They're so savvy and sophisticated these days around food, um, which is a wonderful thing for the business that we're in. So they're eating all of our fresh fruits and vegetables. And, and, and vegetables, again, as long as they're cooked well and they're seasoned well, we find that our kids eat them, you know, then they're happy to. So we see it as just a great fun challenge um, and an opportunity as well to, you know, talk to our students and, and work with them and get their ideas um, around concepts and menus. Um, so we just, we have a lot of fun with it. And it's not just veggies, you know, you guys offer other things too, right? We have those kids' favorites. I mean, we, we have to remember we're, we're feeding kids. So it has to have, you know, that sort of yummy element and fun element to it too. It can't all be grilled chicken and broccoli. Um, so we have, you know, pizza and chicken nuggets and Taco Tuesday um, and those things that they're looking for. But it has that sort of healthy halo behind the scenes. So where do you get the food from? We buy from major manufacturers just like anybody else would. Um, so we are buying food from Tyson Foods. We're buying from General Mills. We're buying from Lando Lakes. Um, naturally fresh as our salad dressing. So all those brands that line the grocery store shelves um, are the same companies that are producing food for Gwinnett. Now, many of these companies, you know, they make a K-12 version of their items, which helps us meet those USDA regulations. But it's still the Tyson brand and the Lando Lakes brand and the General Mills brand. So you have that quality behind it. So where do you get the fruits and vegetables? Where do they come from? Um, we have a produce supplier. So Royal Produce is local here in Atlanta, and they are a produce supplier. So they uh, they have the relationships with the farmers. Um, so they source all of the items that we want, and they deliver fresh produce to all of our schools at least once a week and some schools twice a week. So how important is it to get fresh local produce? Um, that fresh local produce is, is super important. Of course, you know, anytime you can buy things that are grown right here in the state, the fresher the product's going to taste, um, the more nutritious the product is. Um, and then it's also supporting our local economy. So we buy as much fresh local product here in Georgia as we possibly can. Um, if it's not grown here in Georgia, then we're looking at those states that border Georgia. So how do you determine what food to prepare and sell? 
a lot of different things play into our menus. Um, so of course, you know, we have our experience and our insight, you know, doing what we do. Um, we also um, look at trends. So we look to see what's happening in the marketplace, what quick serve restaurants are having success with and sort of, you know, give it a K-12 twist um, and see if we can do it in our schools. Um, we're looking at magazines. Um, we're talking to students. So just recently, we were at one of our high schools um, where we met with a group of students and just chatted with them about our menus, uh, what they love, what they don't like, what they would like to see. And it's always interesting to see where they're eating when they're not in school. Well, listen, folks, I have a little bit of background about Karen and I. We've been working together for, what, about five years now? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember when I first started and I was learning all about school nutrition, she told me what I call the pizza crust story. Now, I love the pizza crust story because not only is it really cool and interesting, at least to me, I also believe it speaks to how dedicated the school district in general and school nutrition in particular are to providing tasty food that students want without wasting taxpayer money. So here's the thing, though. I don't think Karen really likes the pizza crust story. <laughs> she doesn't like telling it, but I'm going to put her on the spot and hope she doesn't hate me forever. Karen, would you please share the pizza crust story and don't leave out the part I find most interesting involving the trash cans. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to ask. I know. Of course, this question comes up. Um, yes, that was a little bit of a fail on our end, but that's okay because it was a learning opportunity. Um, so, you know, we thought it would be really great to bring in this sort of premium pizza product that had cheese in the crust. Um, we thought, you know, kids would absolutely love it. And we were going to spend a little bit more money on it, but that was okay because it was going to drive participation and get the kids excited. Um, well, after bringing it in and putting on the serving lines and going out and looking for student reactions, um, we realized fairly quickly which I knew as a mom, I had somehow <laughs> forgotten that kids don't eat the crust. So they eat that pizza all the way up to the crust and that crust goes right into the trash can, whether it has cheese inside of it or not. Um, so it was a little bit of a fail on our end, um, but we learned something. Um, and yeah, so that product is, is no more. But didn't you also learn that it was the, the younger kids would eat it, but the older kids didn't or was it vice versa? The younger kids, elementary, they eat that pizza to the crust and the crust goes to the wayside. Um, in the high schools, you know, some of the kids would, you know, eat that pizza and then they'd turn it to the side and they would enjoy that, you know, cheese filled crust. Um, but all in all, it was, you know, we just it, it was not the best fit for our district. So, yeah, that product, that product went bye bye. No, see, Karen looks at that as a fail, whereas I look at that as that's a learning positive turn of events. Obviously, you learn something very important from that from that incident. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we put a lot of energy into bringing products in. So um, what we learn from that now is we do some of that testing on the front end um, so that we can make sure as, as best we can that the students are going to accept it and they're going to enjoy it, you know, prior to launching it across the district. But now you're absolutely right. It was a learning opportunity for sure. All right. So how often do you review what foods to cook, serve, et cetera? Um, you know, we get this question a lot. We are looking at our menus constantly. There's not one certain time of the year where we're looking or we're not looking. Um, you know, we're, we're taking in all that inspiration all the time. And so um, what's nice about our, our district is, you know, we're so large, yet we can really sort of turn on a dime. So if, if we need to make a refresh to the menu mid-year or in the spring or in the fall, whatever it may be, we just do it. Um, so we're always meeting with our manufacturers. We're always looking at new products. And if we see something that we love and that we think the students would really respond to, we go ahead and make that edit. 
All right, Karen, stand by. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into some of the exciting new menu options coming soon to a school near you and pop-up restaurants. What are those? How do I take the 2020 census? In March 2020, every address in the country will receive an invitation to complete a simple questionnaire. And there are three ways to respond. Number one, do it online. Number two, call by phone. Number three, send it by mail. For those who don't respond, a census taker from your community will follow up and assist you. Shape your future. Start here. Visit 2020census.gov. Before the break, we were talking about the food selection process and how you determine what to make and sell. And along those same lines, does the food offered vary by school and or cluster? It does. So, so it varies by level. So we have an elementary level menu, a middle school menu, and a high school menu. What's the difference? In the types of food that are served, obviously we serve our, our, our little kids a little bit of a different variety than our high school kids because they have very different palates. Um, and then also as they move up in the levels, they get more options. Makes sense. Yeah. So can you give us some examples of foods you may find in middle school and high school, but not in elementary schools and vice versa? Sure. Some of those classic, um, you know, kid favorites like um, chicken nuggets or um, little like pizza sticks, you'll find those on our elementary menu. Whereas our middle school and our high school menu, a new item that we have this year that hit both of those levels is our gourmet burgers. So where our elementary kids want a plain hamburger or a cheeseburger at middle and high, we've doctored them up and we've called them gourmet. So they may have like a little crispy um, green tomato, some pimento cheese um, on what we call our Southern burger. We have one with some sauteed mushrooms and onions. Um, and they're so like crazy. The kids are really going for them. You're making me hungry. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. So you mentioned the gourmet burgers, but what other new foods are you most excited about? We've had a lot of success this year with some pasta. So um, we use Barilla pasta, some penne and some spaghetti. The penne has a white sauce and some, uh, some really delicious chicken on top of it. And that is sold um, really well. Um, some of that comfort food, like our pasta and mac and cheese, the kids seem to really like. What about on the breakfast side? Anything new brewing there? Actually, yeah, a couple new items. So National School Breakfast Week is coming up in March. So we've been taking a hard look at our breakfast menu um, so we can do a little bit of a refresh in March for the students. So we have some new yogurts um, from YoPlay that are coming out. Um, and one of the flavors is horchata. So we're hoping that the kids will will like that. Um, let's see, we're going to do a, a parfait one day um, at breakfast with our bulk yogurt and our fruit. Oh, one of the newest items that we're trying is um, sort of a take on that Southern biscuit and sausage gravy. So again, it's the K-12 version, but we think the kids will really like that. So for people who don't know, what are pop-up restaurants? Because I've heard you mention that before. So pop-up restaurants are our version of a food truck. So we, we really wanted to do a food truck um, for our students, um, but it's quite the investment. And then they break down. And then we're wondering who's going to drive this thing around the district. Um, so what we decided to do was um, a pop-up. So we will pop up in the high school on any given day. 
and a full-blown structure um, pops up, almost like a tent structure, and we take over one of the food courts at the high school. Um, And this is when our district chef comes in as well for that one day with her culinary team, and they will execute an item that you just would normally never expect to see in school lunch. Um, And even some restaurants, like some of these concepts are so neat and innovative, um, but it's just that one day for those students at that high school, and then we pack it up and we move on the next day. So just something fun for the students just to change things up. Do they know when it's going to happen or is it just a surprise? We only advertise it like one to two days ahead of time via our Instagram account. So at Cafe Gwinnett, um, we've got quite a few students following us there. So we will say, you know, hey, for instance, hey, Parkview High School, hashtag CG pop up. We'll be at your school tomorrow. Come check us out. Karen, what are you most proud of? I think I'm most proud of the food that we serve. I know it's quality and it's the absolute best that we can get our hands on. And then our team in the schools is just absolutely amazing. You know, what they accomplish in a day, the thousands of meals that they're producing and serving um, is just incredible. Now, I know despite all the changes and delicious foods you offer, some students and parents still don't buy what you're selling or providing in the lunchroom. So how do you change that? It's a constant. So I think we just have to keep pushing keep promoting, keep spreading the word. Social media has been a bit of a game changer, I think, for us this school year with our Instagram account. It's completely devoted to our students. And so we've, we've, we've gotten a lot of um, engagement with our students via Instagram. Um, but we just, we just have to keep beating the drum and, and telling the students and showing the students all the wonderful things that we're doing. And you also have Facebook too, as well. You can show pictures of the food so people actually can see what you're going to be selling. Yes. Yep. So Instagram is geared towards our students and customers and our Facebook page is geared more towards our parents and our community. So our posts are a little bit different. Um, however, yep, we're showing pictures of our food, pictures of our staff, pictures of students enjoying our food. So it's just, it's been a great platform for us to, to talk about our program. So how can parents and students find out what's on the menu? We have a menu app and a website. It's called NutriSlice. Um, so they can um, look it up on the App Store or Google Play, NutriSlice, and Gwinnett will come right up, or they can go to the website. Uh, but our menu is there, descriptions, photos, nutrition is all there. Okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I'm pretty sure you've heard of the Taste of Chicago, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so does school nutrition host something similar for students and parents? We do. So we do, we call it the Taste of Cafe Gwinnett, of course. Um, and it's here in our ISC. And the sort of thought behind it is, you know, the, the, the central office for Gwinnett County Public Schools houses, you know, 700 plus employees. And the majority of them are parents of our customers, neighbors of our customers, aunts, uncles, grandparents, you know, you name it, they have some sort of connection to our customers. So to show them what we do and let them see the food and taste the food and learn about the food, I think is a win. So then when they're in the community and they're talking about our program, it's a positive. So how can parents and students provide feedback? They can, of course, call or email us directly, or they can go on social media. So at Cafe Gwinnett, Facebook, Instagram, send us a direct message. And and they do. So I get direct messages quite often on Instagram um, from our students saying, hey, I love this. I didn't like that. Here's an idea. 
you know, all those things. So um, any avenue they want to take to give us feedback, we are wanting it. And as you mentioned, that's pretty important because you obviously want to make food that the kids want to eat. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's why we're here. So we want them to enjoy it. We want them eating with us. So yeah, we want their feedback. Absolutely. So where do you see school nutrition going over the next five years? Only getting better. You know, school nutrition, school meals are healthier than ever before with the new meal patterns and, and all the attention that it's getting. So I only see it getting better and, um, you know, the innovation around the products that we're serving getting better. Um, yeah, it's just it just goes up from here. All right, Karen, I'm going to ask you to stand by one last time. You're not done yet. After the break, we'll close things out with my favorite part of the show. Did you know? Wash your hands. First, you need some soap, then scrub for 20 seconds. If you don't have a clock near you, then sing the ABC song. Be sure to scrub front and back under your fingernails, and between your fingers. Dry your hands with a clean towel or a paper towel. For more information, go to www.cdc.gov slash clean hands. And we're back. As I mentioned, this is my favorite part of the show. It's called Did You Know? Did You Know is a series of multiple choice and or true or false questions about the school district that you have two minutes to answer, Karen. The hope is at the end of Did You Know, our listeners will have learned a few interesting facts about Gwinnett County Public Schools. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. I'm a little nervous. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, here we go. I'll start you off with an easy question. How many meals a day do you provide students? A, 169,443. B, 133,123 or C, 89,219. How many meals a day do we provide students? The answer is A. I figured you would get that one. I mean, isn't that what you do every day, right? Yes. Okay. Question number two, which high school had the largest graduating class last year? A, Mill Creek, B, Brookwood, or C, Peachtree Ridge? I'm gonna go with B. Brookwood. Very good. You're right. Brookwood High School had 887 graduates. Peachtree Ridge had 802 and Mill Creek had 851. Question number three, true or false. Over the last 10 years, Mill Creek High School won the most state titles in football, basketball, and baseball. I think that's true. False. Brookwood won 21. Mill Creek won 13. Question number four. How many types of employees does GCPS employ? That's easy. Two types of employees, those who teach and those who support those who teach. Excellent. And five. This is the toughest one, Karen. Brace yourself. Okay, here it is. Antarctica, the coldest place on Earth, or Death Valley, California, the hottest place on Earth? You have to live in one or the other for a year. Which one do you choose and why? The hottest place on earth, for sure. I like to be warm. I like the summer. That's that's easy. Yes. I'm with you 100%, by the way. All right, Karen, we are calculating the results of the test. And you passed. 
Thank you so much for stopping by and please give my regards to Ken Yant and the rest of the school nutrition team. You guys do an amazing job feeding students every single day. Thank you very much, Bernard. Oh, oh, before I let you go, tell them again how to reach you on social media. Yes, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Cafe Gwinnett. Great. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of Teaching Gwinnett. Until next time, goodbye.